0: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today.
1: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: I'm always going to let that song play out. Beastie Boys is always going to play out. Welcome back to the huddle. Real quick on the uh, on the uh, city's one plumbing talking text line, got a text about some people not excited about the Correa signing. Twins spending a bunch of money to sign a player to have the same mediocre team they had last year. Until they start to spend money on pitching, they are going nowhere. This is a very popular (laughs) refrain every year. I I have a maybe this person sent the exact same text same text five years ago. It's certainly possible. Anyway, (laughs) time for the fast break,
2: and here's Charlie. Well, uh, yes. Here I am. We'll have a we'll have a fancy new open next week. I'm excited. Yeah, we're for that. working. I'm very excited. Gonna <laughs> yeah, totally retool the segment. I can make one for you right now. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. I want some you know shotgun noises and some explosions. <laughs> and, yeah, I want the whole nine yards in here. All right. Uh, who are we starting with this week? Man, I don't even know. Uh, we'll start with uh, Dave. Let's go to Pete. I'll oh, defer Pete? to Pete this week. Okay. Let's we'll Pete, go, no, go no, first. No. Uh, oh, you don't want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Oh, man. All right Dave uh, Dave I want to I want to make note I uh, I started writing this uh at halftime of the Jaguars game. Wow. So uh you know take that uh, as it is. Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half of that Jaguars playoff game against the Chargers uh last yeah. night and then of course as we know he ended up having a pretty good second half. Jaguars came all the way back third biggest comeback. Mm-hmm. So you know ignore that for now. And we're mm-hmm. I'm just going to plow ahead with the question anyway. What's the worst playoff performance that you can remember out of an athlete doesn't have to be football could be absolutely any sport is there is there something that sticks out in your mind as a horrible playoff performance which
0: oh man luckily Um, for trevor
2: lawrence he avoided it he did (laughs) avoid it
0: i i will um (laughs) that's great there's there's uh, i'm trying to think of the vikings Probably so. I'm going to go back five years just because I've been thinking a lot about the, the miracle this week, the Minnesota miracle, mm-hmm. Minneapolis miracle, whatever you want to call it. I'll say, uh, the offense in general, and, and because Case Keenum was at the helm of it, uh, Case Keenum and the offense's performance against Philly the following week in the NFC oh. championship
2: game, that was hideous. <laughs> Pete, you got anything fun? I, what bumped bumped out to me there when you were when you said Case Keenum? How about that Joe Webb game in Green Bay? Oh Wild man,
1: oh. <laughs>
2: I do remember that. That's
0: a great one. I was yeah. at that game. Who he was bad.
1: Fortunately, I I missed it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's it, it's so much easier, isn't it, to remember the the big games that that people just absolutely outperform versus the the non-performance. But I will I will tell you guys this, as you probably know, and everybody's been talking about it. But this actually does extend Trevor Lawrence for his uh, consecutive games won on Saturdays. So that was pretty amazing. <laughs> Seven and zero. <laughs> well,
2: he was very good. Yeah. I'm very happy that, uh, you know, the bad performances aren't remembered from all of us underperformers out there. That <laughs> makes me feel better about all of my underperformances over the years. Pete, we'll go to you here for question number two. Oh. It's officially the end of the season. 20 teams in the NFL are done playing for the season. Mm. Of those mm. teams... Five of them currently, it might be six after the Chargers game, but five of them have head coach openings. That's the Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans, Arizona Cardinals, Indianapolis Colts, and the Denver Broncos. Some of the bigger oh. names attached to those jobs. you got Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is in, uh, being talked about for a couple of them. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, not the Gophers basketball head coach, different Ben Johnson uh former mm-hmm. Saints head coach Sean Payton might be looking to get back into it and uh every year you hear the uh name Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs the offensive coordinator has been talked about for a lot of jobs give me mm-hmm. your best coach and team match for the teams that need a oh, head coach good question
1: You know what? I love that question. And uh, my brother and I on the Rebels Edge actually had this exact discussion the other day. I think it was on Thursday. Um, And and so I'm going to go with the same one because nothing has changed my mind, but it would be. So Sean Payton is a guy that everybody seems to want. Shoot, they're even talking about maybe firing the Dallas coach at some point, potentially, and trying to get Sean Payton to come there as well. So uh, he's a guy in demand. I like I like him to fit in really, really well in Arizona. And the reason I say that is Kyler Murray, shorter quarterback. Drew Brees was a shorter quarterback. Those co- those coaches understand what it means to be under six feet and, and trying to throw the football. And I think that there's only a few pieces left for Arizona to actually put that team together again. Uh, they've been dismantled. They were pretty bad this past year, but if they can – if they can trade around a little bit with that very high draft pick they've got, and pick up a couple of offensive linemen along with Sean Payton to be the coach, I think they could be a playoff team next year. So that's 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 the group I'd put together right there.
0: Um, I'll say the same team because I like Arizona. I think that's Pete. I think you'll agree with we agree on that one. That that in, in terms of attractive job openings, when you got a guy like Kyler Murray sitting there um that's a great one I I've been on this bandwagon for a long time I I want to see Eric Bieniemy get in get a head coaching job I, for the life of me I can't figure out why he hasn't until this point but um in seeing what he has done with Patrick Mahomes and I'm not going to compare Kyler Murray to Patrick Mahomes but what he can do with quarterbacks and what he's done with with a quarterback um who is mobile who can improvise and I see those two things those two qualities in Kyler Murray. I'd love to see Eric Biennemi get his first shot in Arizona.
2: Cool. All right. Two good answers, both same team. Let's move on here. Back to you, Dave. The Minnesota Wild won last night, and they've won 11 of 16 right now, putting them solidly in third position in the Central Division. And they got a couple games in hand on the two teams ahead of them. I believe that's Winnipeg and St. Know? Louis. St. Louis. It is St. Yep. Louis, who are uh, down a couple guys but still playing well. Uh what would you define a successful season for the Wild this year? What does that mean for this team? Is that simply making the playoffs? Is that getting a playoff win? And then what would be a disappointment?
0: Well, I, I think they have to get out of the first round this year. It, it, it's just it's that simple. Um, they should have gotten out of the first round last year, but, but it, it was a performance, and I think everybody on the roster would say that it was not uh, the team's best performance. But they have to move past round one. And, and maybe even round two um this team is listen it it they're hampered right they have this salary cap heck for the next couple of years because of the buyouts of Suter and Parisi but it they are they are at this point um living true to what the mantra was this year which is veterans have to play well like veterans and you got to get some guys younger guys to step up uh, and fill those gaps and yeah. When you look at what Sam Steele has done, pardon the pun, but Sam Steele has been a steal when they pulled him over from Anaheim. Uh, He's a number one center. He's played – he's having a phenomenal year. Uh, You've seen guys like Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw step up. Philip Gustafson, holy cow. This guy Mm -hmm. has been so good, uh, certainly better than Cam Talbot was last year. And really all he was supposed to do was just fill the gaps for when Fleury could be there. Guess what? His save percentage – Is one of the best in the league right now, Philip Gustafson. And he's on a contract, you know, he's going to be, I think, up for a contract uh, after this year as well. So I I think they have to at least get through the first round, maybe to the second, um, and and then build up from there. And then in the next few years, I think this team is a contender for a Stanley Cup once they can start spending some more money after they get out of that, that cap trouble from the Parisian suitor buyouts.
1: I totally agree with you, Dave. I, when I look at it, and, and everybody always talks about playoffs, every, every team, every fan always wants to see how far they can go. But the, the Wild have to go further. They're, they're a better team than that. And, and I think when you've got guys like Kaprizov, and you just mentioned Gustafson and Fleury in, the, in goaltending, they've got the pieces to be there. They've got to get past it. It's a must thing, I think, for the, for the Wild yep. to do this, this year. And I think they've got to go a little bit further than that. I think they've got to go, too. I think they've got to get that first, you know, round out of the way. They got to get one more. And then, you know what? Uh, it's always just a matter of how does the puck start to move around for you then yep. after that. But we've got a lot of those pieces. Uh, the fans are hungry for it. They deserve it because they've been very, very patient. And, you know, think about this. We're Minnesota. We are We are the land of hockey. We should have a few Stanley Cups sitting somewhere in the state of Minnesota. So. Yep. I think at some point that's going to happen. I really do. And I think that they're moving there rapidly. But I think those those goaltenders, um, I think that is the, the game changer for us right now. I think that's that's what puts us into a position to maybe win a few rounds of the playoffs.
2: All right, Pete, moving across into Minneapolis and the Target Center. Not to be outdone, the Minnesota Timberwolves won 6-7 of seven all of a sudden despite a Tough loss to the Detroit Pistons, the bad, horrible, no-good Detroit Pistons. But they've beaten a couple good teams here, the Phoenix Suns, and they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers last night without Gobert for most of the game. No cat, mm-hmm. uh, a, a very mm-hmm. impressive win for a young team. All of a sudden, they're sixth in the West, tied for sixth, but sixth in the West. Mm-hmm. What's your confidence level on this team finally maybe making the playoffs, Maybe, maybe missing that play-in round?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i pretty confident. I I like what I see. I think Anthony Edwards is the superstar that, uh, that nobody talks about enough in the NBA. I think the guy's absolutely amazing. I mean, he dropped 31 the other night against Phoenix. He's always a guy who seems to be able to do his end of the bargain, and then it's up to the rest of the guys. Nas Reed stepped in the other night with 17 points. I I like what the Timberwolves are doing right now. Rudy, I think, is finally starting to gel with the guys, and you just mentioned they've won six, I think, of the last seven. Uh, We've got a bench as well. So I think that the Timberwolves are in a great position right now. I think Chris Finch, we we talked about how long would it take for Rudy Gobert to be a part of this team to really start to gel, and we talked about, well, probably through December. Well, here we are in January. It needs to happen. I think it is starting to happen. He unfortunately did get that injury yesterday or the day before, but that's, that's something that, you know, we'll see how that works through. But I think we've got more depth than a lot of people probably think from from the bench. So because of that, I think this team has a, a really good opportunity in front of them. We're, and you just mentioned it, but we're in front of the Lakers. We're in front of Phoenix. We're in front of Golden State. All these great teams. And right now, the Timberwolves are ahead of all those teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I love what we see right now out of the Timberwolves.
0: And Pete's modest, by the way, because you've been predicting that the gelling was going to come, right? I mean, you have. I was off the band; I was was like, it's it. not happening. Forget it. Sell everybody. <laughs> Pete has said, "Stay patient. It's going to happen." He's right. you're right, Pete. I'll I'll toot the horn for you. You were right. Always the optimist.
2: Right. Yep. Thank you. All right, Pete. I've got I've got one last uh, bonus question for you here. I just saw it pop up, oh. and I thought, ah, eh, why not? Trevor Lawrence, obviously great, fun game last night. And I guess I don't know if I want to say great. He had four interceptions, but. Still, yeah. <laughs> a fun game for him. He came back in the second half. Post game, after, uh, late night post game, he was spotted at the local Waffle House in Jacksonville. Where are you celebrating yes. post game, Pete, if you uh, win a game like Trevor Lawrence just did? I'm
1: calling up Trevor and having him meet me there, and I'm going to get scattered, smothered, and covered at the Waffle House. I love that he's a guy who likes the Waffle House, too. I've been a Waffle House fan since I started with the Buccaneers back in 1988, and I still go there either Saturday or Sunday, every single weekend. But after a game, why not? I mean, it's it's the place to go. I mean, it's right out of Tin Cup. I, I love everything about what <laughs> Lawrence is. It's just great. It, I love it.
2: Uh,
0: Dave, you got a special place? Uh, I'm going to Pete's house. Did you there see you the picture he tweeted this yeah, morning? Yeah. I mean, I the waves crashing, the, the sun rising. <laughs> I'm looking at snow uh, up to my knees. Um And something tells me, Pete, I don't know, I feel like you're probably a a, a very good cook either of, of like barbecue or you're a good griller.
1: I'm a phenomenal griller. I yes. I do a lot on the barbecue, and you guys yep. are always welcome. I think we got to do the show down here, and uh, we probably have Charlie with with a little bit of video as well. We do it out on the deck, and I think we do just <laughs> fine. It would be
0: great. <laughs> that sounds good. We'll celebrate at Pete's house uh, next time. That's that's where I'm going, Pete. I love it. I love it. All okay. right, we'll step aside, take a quick break. We'll finish up our number one here of The Huddle on 830 WCCO.